This is More Knowledge, More Wealth with your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Gabriel is a certified financial planner and a registered investment advisor at Falcon Wealth Planning. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the services or securities discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. More knowledge, more wealth on AM590, The Answer. Now here's your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Good afternoon, this is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here and every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. Our goal is to give you the knowledge you need to increase your wealth. Now to the listener, you can always reach out to ourselves, any one of our colleagues here. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Now I'm the principal of Falcon Wealth Planning. We are a fee only, not fee-based, not commission-based, fee-only registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do investment management as well. But folks, we specialize in everything that involves a dollar sign. That goes over where you are today, how your money's looking, how much and how long can it last, going over taxes, investment, estate planning, insurance, folks, you name it. Anything that involves a dollar sign, we can help. And we are offering a free financial assessment. And we can help you nationwide, folks. we got offices all over. Our headquarters is here in Southern California. But our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. We can offer a free financial assessment to give you one to two hours, one to two meetings of our time at no cost. We'd love to help, folks. Now, First and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Hopefully you had a great time with the family. And we are entering the holiday season. And guys, you are going to blink. And we're going to be at the end of the year. And what we had this past Tuesday was something called, I, I feel like it's new to me, but like Giving Tuesday. Everybody's giving donations today. I got messages from multiple organizations. Uh, so I want to give you ideas of, and some of you, by the way, may be doing your giving by the end of the year. Uh, and some of you might be doing it the early of next year. So any way you look at it, this is a good time to bring this up. And these are strategies for giving. This is straight for people who are charitably inclined. Okay, so that's first and foremost. So I'm going to talk about a few different things today, mostly having to do about charity. And what are the most tax efficient ways to do it? Now, first, you have to understand the benefits of doing so. Now, I understand the spiritual benefits, the benefits of helping. But listen, I'm a financial planner, I'm a tax planner. So my job is to make sure you save money. So the first way, the most common way people give to an organization, let's say you want to give $100, is they pay with a check. They pay with cash or they have it run their credit card, okay? So yes, that is a great way to do it because you still potentially get the tax write-off. You have to understand if you are doing a standard deduction or an itemized deduction. That is extremely crucial because if you are itemizing, then yes, of course, that will naturally help you. If you're taking a standard deduction, the government gives you a standard deduction amount between $300 to $600, depending if you are uh, married or single. So you have to see if how much you're giving, because if you're giving over that amount, then it's not financially helping you. Okay, so that's where you have to consult your tax advisor. That's first and foremost, okay? Now, yet again, you give from the goodness of your heart, but you also wanna make sure you're getting tax benefits in the process. I mean, why? I mean, it, well, who would you rather give the money to? The charity or the government, right? I mean, who would you rather have the financial benefits? You or the government, 
right? So you want you to have it. The more you have, the more you can even give more to charity. You get what I'm saying? So let's discuss further. So, so cash donations make sense to a lot of us, but let's talk about other strategies you can do that can help your financial situation by giving money to charity. Now, keep in mind, all the strategies that I'm gonna talk to you about today are all legal, number one, allowable. Number two is the only loser in this whole thing is the IRS, okay? So the charity wins, they get the money. You win, you get the tax benefits. The IRS is the only loser in this. So. The first benefit you could do is you can give and donate stocks, appreciated stocks, not any stock, appreciated stock. Let's say you bought Tesla at $300 and now it's at $3,000. So you can donate three, a partial share even. Obviously the shares are much lower than that, but you invested $300 and now the Tesla stock is worth $3,000. You can give, let's say if you wanted 100 bucks, you could donate $100 worth of stock of Tesla. And so you could do that also with the S&P 500. You could do that with any investment possible. You could do shares and fractional shares depending on who you're sending it to. So this could make a lot of sense for you. Why? Because let's just say in that example, you bought something for $300 and it's now worth $3,000 and you want to donate $3,000. Instead of writing a check for $3,000, you could donate the stock for $3,000. The check you were going to use to give to the charity, you could actually repurchase the stock for $3,000 worth. So why would you do that? Because if you didn't do that and you later sell, decide to sell that stock, well, think about it. You bought it for 300, it's worth 3,000. That's $2,700 in capital gains. If you live in a state like California and depending on your tax bracket, you could be paying up to 33% in taxes. You get what I'm saying? You could be paying up to $900 in taxes to sell that investment. But if you give it to a charity, you pay nothing. You still get the full write-off of the 3,000, by the way, but you avoid paying the capital gains tax. And the 3,000 you were gonna give them, what did you do? Instead of your cost basis 300 before, now it's 3,000, because you rebought $3,000 share worth of it. So that is another fantastic strategy. By the way, folks, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Gabriel Sheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth, here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. Today, we just talked about uh, uh, having a stock donation to a charity. Now, let's say the charity, it's maybe a small organization. They don't have a brokerage account for you to donate to. What you can do is open up a donor advised fund. You can open these up at Fidelity, Schwab. A lot of custodians offer these. And you can donate, in that example, $3,000 of stock into that donor-advised fund. So that is another option that you can do. So that could be very helpful and make a lot of sense for you to do that. Because, for two reasons. Number one, it goes three, the stock goes into there, $3,000. Then you could sell, let's say, $500 worth and give it to the charity. And you still get the full write-off of the $3,000. That 3000 stays in there, or in that case, 2500 because you donated 500 and it can be used for future years. Some people, because they're doing a standard deduction, will donate maybe five to 10 years worth of what they give so they can get one big write-off in one year. Some people also do that if they're retiring in future years. So they're in a high tax bracket now, they'll be in a low tax bracket later. They want the write-off at 33% versus 12 later. So you could pre-fund future donations in this donor by son. So you get the benefit of that. Number two, you have a pre-funding amount. Number three, you can actually donate appreciated stock in there as well. So this is a fantastic way where you can put money 
in that fund, that donor advice fund, and then from there sent to a charity of your choice. So that can make a lot of sense for you. Now, couple things. Some donor advice funds have you force mandatory withdrawals, so you would have to withdraw roughly 5% of what's in there on an annual basis and give it to a charity. So if you put $100,000 in there, you would have to give $5,000 a year to a charity of your choice. Now, let's say, God forbid, something happens to you. You can leave somebody else in charge to give to a charity of their choice, or you could just leave the beneficiary on there, an actual charity, and it goes to them. So you have many options there. So you're really in full control there. You just get the full tax benefits of pre-funding it, uh, and you could still put, like I said, appreciated stock in there. Let me talk about the third benefit. Now, this really only works for people that are over the age of 70 and a half. You are allowed to, if you have an IRA or 401k or retirement account, you are allowed to take part of your required minimum distribution. Now, if you have $100,000, it's roughly, we'll call it 4%. Okay, by the way, the older you get, the higher that withdrawal percentage gets. Let's just say at 80 years old, let's say for simplicity, it's 6%. At 90 years old, uh, it's 10%. Let's say at 115 years old, it's 50%. You get what I'm saying? The IRS wants to force you to take money out of that account. Now, at 70 and a half, you are allowed to give up to $100,000 of your required minimum distribution. Man, that means you have a lot in there. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Right? If you had $2 million in there, 4% withdrawals, $80,000. So you're looking at about a $2.5 million account, and this assumes you have enough money where you don't need to live off of it. You can go ahead and make that qualified charitable distribution. So the RMD is when you're 70 and a half. The QCD is going to a charity. You do a qualified charitable distribution to give directly to the charity. The benefit of that is you never touch the money. So you don't have to worry about the standard deduction, the itemized deduction. It will show on your taxes you took 100,000 out or 10,000 out or 1,000 out and you have zero tax. That's great because it doesn't hit towards your Medicare premiums. It doesn't hit to your taxation on Social Security. It doesn't hit for your AGI, which affects certain deductions. This is a fantastic tool, a fantastic option for you to make sure that you can give to the charity of your choice. So this is great because why yet again use after-tax dollars from your checking account? You get what I'm saying? Your checking account is after-tax. Let's say you make $10,000 a month. You might only clear $7,000 net of taxes. So whatever's in your savings account has already been taxed. So what's my point? Well, why use your after-tax dollars? Use pre-tax dollars and take it out tax-free because it's going to a charity of your choice. And remember this, folks. Your money goes three places. Your job is to choose two of the three. Your money goes to yourself, right? That makes sense. Number two goes to a government, the IRS. And number three goes to charity. Your job is to choose two of the three. All I'm suggesting is you can use charity versus the IRS. You complain about paying high in taxes? Well, give all your money to charity. You won't pay taxes. You get what I'm saying? So... This could make a lot of sense, take advantage. And folks, if you need help with this, if all these strategies sound great, something you wanna do, maybe you tithe, maybe you give to a charity on a regular basis. Folks, give us a call. We can help develop a charitable plan for you, especially at this time of the year. It's a fantastic time to start doing charitable planning. And there are strategic ways you can legally reduce your taxes. And what we're gonna talk about Next uh, segment is additional strategies that you could do where you can live off income, off charitable deductions while still getting the write-off, or you could take money out of your estate, or in addition to that, that these are for high-income individuals. You can also uh, discuss other mechanisms where if you wanted to do uh, 
additional philanthropy work, uh, you can get some recognition as well. So we'll talk about that after a few words, but if you want help with this, folks, give us a call, we'd love to help. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Folks, we'll be right back after a few words. This is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth. That's on every weekend. We're going over all important topics of personal finance. We're going over retirement planning, making sure you're prepared for retirement, social security and strategies, real estate, taxes, avoiding them now and in the future, investments, reducing fees, commissions, and so on, insurance and estate planning. Folks, we are offering a free financial assessment that you could take advantage of. We have offices all across Southern California, including the Inland Empire. Give us a call to take advantage. It's a $500 offer. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird, or visit our website, falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Enjoy the show. We look forward to serving you. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back, folks. This is Gabriel Sheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. And today we are talking about, just because of the season of giving, we are talking about charitable donations and what could make sense for you if you're in fact charitably inclined. Now keep in mind, a lot of these strategies are designed for larger donations. And the IRS even acknowledges this. For example, if you give a donation under $250, the uh, charity is not required to give you a receipt. So the IRS technically can't ask you for the receipt. And I'll give you two examples. One example is if I sometimes go to a restaurant and they say, do you want to donate a dollar to St. Jude's or round up to the closest dollar uh, for St. Jude's, uh, which is a children's hospital. I got children, so that's always close to my heart. If they ask me, I do it every time. You think I'm going to hold on to that receipt for the IRS? Do you think they want me to hold on to that receipt? Absolutely not. They're going to do that. So that's a good example of that. In addition to that is like, let's say tis the season, right? So you go to the post office, you're sending something out, you come out and you see big Santa Claus ringing a bell saying to donate. Well, you give them the change in your pocket. You're going to shake them down for a receipt. No, you're not going to shake them down for a receipt. And the IRS doesn't want you to shake them down for a receipt. So this really only matters for, I'll go as far as saying gifts over a hundred dollars, ideally over $250 because then it is documented as a charitable gift. So by doing this, a lot of those strategies I talked about earlier through donating stock, using a donor advice fund, and required minimum distribution slash uh, qualified charitable distribution, which is a RMD slash QCD when you're 70 and a half. Keep in mind, RMDs now are at 72 years old, but that QCD tax strategy, charitable strategy is still available at 70 and a half years old, which is fantastic for some of you guys that are charitable. Now, another thing that I've seen work out really well is people who pledge money. Now, you're allowed to do pledges and pay it over a period of time. So some people want to do have the recognition now, want to help now, want the charity to be able to account on that money. But for various reasons, there might be a larger taxable event in the future. So they make the pledge today and they donate a bit later. So that also could be something uh, just to take into consideration, frankly, of the uh, future tax donations and the future tax benefits that it can have is pledges. I've also seen people who make such a large pledge as something, depending on the organization, it could be 50,000. I've seen some 300,000. I've seen some obviously much more where you can ask for a memorial. You can ask for them to name a conference room after 
after you or your loved one or somebody who's passed or a family, something like that could make a lot of sense. And so you may want that additional recognition for show, for proof, for legacy, for so on and so forth. And a lot of people have seen this at, uh, at community centers, they've seen this at universities, they've seen these at hospitals. So this is something you can do if you really want to give back in memory of somebody else. But I want to talk about two additional strategies that could make sense. And these, there's two of them here because there's on one side, there's somebody who's already realized the taxable event. Let's say you sold the business. Let's say you won the lottery, $2 billion. Remember that? You won the lottery and now you want to find a way to do some charitable planning. What you could do is you can give the money for that. You can give that to the charity and they live off the income, not all of it. But let's say you put a million dollars in there. You get a million dollar tax write-off today. The charity lives off the income off that. Now, there's a many asterisks behind that. You can still make money on it if you back in the payments, or you could just do equal out. But it removes out of your estate for the ultra-wealthy that is important, and the money comes back to whoever you want it to go back to. It could come back to you, or it could go back to heirs. This could be a great way to get an instant tax write-off. Yet again, if you're in a high-tax state like the state of California, you could be paying up to 55 cents on the dollar for every dollar you make. You make a million dollars, you can have 55,000 or 550,000 in taxes. So if you donate a million dollars, you could save 550,000 in taxes. Yet again, the only loser here is the IRS. So this can make a lot of sense. And if you strategically do it and are comfortable leaving that money in for over 7, 10, 20 plus years, this could make a lot of sense because you could potentially even make money on the back end depending on how you structure the payouts. If you go 30 years, you can actually make a lot more. You got the write-off on the front end and on the back end, you actually got to appreciate your investments, get to appreciate over time. So you could take advantage of that. This could make a lot of sense for you, especially for those who've had a taxable event. And think about it, you've given this money the income stream of this money to charity. Think about how great that is and how many people you could help, depending on the situation. By the way, folks, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Gabriel Shane, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. And today we're talking about just the charitable planning aspect of it. And I love going over this because truly nonprofits do great things. They help people in need. They help others. They really help give back to the community and so on. So I was very involved into the YMCA when I was younger. I played basketball there almost every day in the summertime. And thank God for that. I lived in Arizona for 20 years. It was pretty hot to play outside in summer. You get what I'm saying? So indoor basketball was absolutely necessary. Now, with that being said, the final tax, uh, and by the way, there are many tax strategies and charitable t uh, strategies you can do. But the last one is another charitable trust you can do. And this tax-exempt trust is also important. Now, this is for somebody who knows they're going to sell it. And what they get, this is a lot of the time I see this with either very low stocks or real estate. And I'll give you an example with real estate. Let's say the family had this property they bought for 300000 back in the 70s and 80s, and now it's worth $3 million. Now, they've depreciated that 300000 down to 100000 So they have to repay the tax on what they wrote off originally. They call that, by the way, depreciation recapture. So now the cost basis, we'll call it 100000 It's worth $3 million. That's $2.9 million in capital gains tax, roughly. Now, they're going to have to pay the tax on that. Roughly one-third of that would go to the government. So we'll call it a $1 million in taxes. What this people can do is they can take that property, retitle it into 
a tax-exempt trust, and that tax-exempt trust would then be able to sell the property and pay virtually no tax. Why is that important, especially depending on the situation? Why is that important is because you can then, the person who gave the donation, gave the property to this tax-exempt trust can live, they can live off the income for life. Now, if they're 65 years old and they're married, they could potentially have $150,000, $180,000 being paid out to them on an annual basis. That's like $15,000 a month on an annual basis. Now, there's a catch to this because you get a write-off on the front end. You get a write-off because you said that this money, part of it's going to be earmarked for charity. In this example, 10% of it is going to be remaining for charity. Now, you get a write-off. You donated $3 million. You get a write-off of $300,000. Depending on your tax bracket, you can save over $150,000. Some people actually say, hey, that's a great write-off. Let me create income because I don't have $300,000 of income. So they do a Roth conversion. They take money out of their 401k or their IRA and move it into a Roth. How great is that? That's fantastic. That can make a lot of sense. Now, to continue on this strategy... They can take that 150, 180,000, whatever it may be, depending on their age, and then they can take that throughout the rest of their life. Let's say it liquidates the whole thing. Let's say it's appreciated over time. They took out way more than $3 million. They've taken $6 million out, right? Because they make money on an annual basis. Well, that's fine because they had, their intent since day one was to leave money to a charity of their choice. Now, let's say they're idea was to have 10% remaining, 300,000. Well, if there's only 150,000 remaining, that's fine. Because the original intent was to have 300,000. And they still get the write-off 10, 20, 30 years earlier with their original intent of 300,000 going towards charity. Now, here's the catch. Let's say, day one, after collecting your 15,000 month, you die. And your spouse dies, God forbid. All that money goes to the charity. None to your heirs. So some people, what they've done to avoid that risk is they buy life insurance on themselves. Now, I'm not a big component of life insurance. Frankly, I hate life insurance. It's a waste of money. But in a situation like this where you're worried that your heirs would get nothing, you could buy a $3 million last-to-die policy. Now, depending on your health, that could range from $15,000 to $30,000 a year. Now, that right there would come from the $15,000 a month that you're already getting. Any way you slice it, it's better than paying 33% in tax. And you could be living off that money your whole life, and your heirs will still get $3 million upon your passing. Folks, this strategy could make a lot of sense depending on your tax bracket, depending on your charitable giving, depending on your age, and depending on the asset. This is why it's so important to talk to a financial professional, somebody who does this on a daily basis, to take a look at your situation, analyze it, and make a recommendation of what you should be doing. But I don't see a lot of people doing that. I see a lot of people just do it on your own. They just sell. They just, just don't even think about it. And it's sad because the winner in that situation is not you. It's not the charity. It's not the financial planner helping you're the tax planner. It's the IRS. You know why people complain about taxes? Because they're ignorant to the fact of how it works. My recommendation to you is talk to a professional. Talk to a tax advisor. Talk to a financial professional. Folks, that's what we are and we can help. And we can help all across the country as well. We have offices all over. 
give us a call. We are offering one to two meetings, one to two hours of our time at no cost, folks. Here's the time to call. It's the perfect time of the year to do it. Phone number here is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Folks, that was a fast, fast show. All of these can be easily related to you guys. If you need help with that, you can reach out to myself or one of our colleagues here at Falcon Wealth Planning. Like I said, we've got offices all over. Our headquarters is here in Southern California. We can help no matter where you are. We have offices all across. We would love to help. Give us an opportunity. We can have a personal, confidential conversation to help relate this show to your specific information, to your specific situation. Reach out. We'd love to do it. Folks, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Have a fantastic holiday season. We look forward to serving you. God bless.